First I want to thank my dear friends Nina and Yitzi for welcoming us into their home. Hanukkah is a busy time. Everybody's back and forth and Rishpacha and get-togethers and so on. And it's a special schuss to have to learn Zeus Hanukkah on the holiest, holiest nights of the year right now. Zeus Hanukkah and Shkarechus. And, and Halavai that, uh, that Hashem as well should send into the house Hashpos of Kedush and Tahar and to have Oyshev a Kovid and Nachis and in every room. On page Mem Zayin, so every parak is so important. The fifth parak, which last time I was sort of saying some Divya Hakdama. A little bit of an introduction to the fifth parak. The fifth parak is so crucial to our lives, on every on every level. And as we spoke about last time, it's really so terribly missing from from life, and it's the hardest thing now for us to get. Kinyan hasheket anavshi. To be able to acquire an inner quiet, an inner silence, a feeling of inner tranquility so the person will be able to be misbinded in order to in order to think about all that we've been, been all that we've been talking about is his bindedness the whole cipher is his bindedness thinking meditating thinking deeply remembering who we are and why we're here but if a person doesn't have the ability to to enter into a quiet zone the person doesn't have the ability to enter into that place of quiet of stillness then it's not possible to to ever really experience true Hizbayanus and true connection to Baruch it's not really possible one of the things about Zayis Chanik is Shama Zayis the Oilam Mach Shavayis Levav that person should be able to have a Shmira keep things out from the outside to keep things out of the head and out of the heart that the person be able to have some inner peace and inner quiet and how to achieve that and how to be able to how to be able to enter into that quiet zone at will when, when you want to in order to be misbeunay is one of the most important things for us in life to know it's very very important and that's what this parak is about. There's going to be, so, going to be, there's going to be something in here that's going to strike you as, as a little bit uh, odd. You'll see it's coming up soon. But that's because we're, we're, we're very, because we're very odd. And that's why things that are normal seem to us to be odd. And, but like everything else, it's just a matter of working it through and understanding. Because one of the most important kalim. One of the most important tools that's necessary in coming to an Ill, to an inner stillness and quiet, one of the most important kalim, is a thought that everybody would say offhand is horrible and morbid and nobody should ever think of this, which is dying. That's not that's not a happy topic. And the thought of death that it should be something that does not cause us God forbid to become sad hey, and not only that but that thought itself as a Pesach is an opening to an inner quiet and stillness while being healthy and well an inner quiet and stillness when it's used properly according to the Torah it's one of the most powerful tools in coming to this place of inner quiet and stillness that we were talking about last time not with noise. Called the Ramadaka. A still silent voice. So let's begin the fifth parak. Memzayim. Nizbor lefaneinu. Shekol yochid v'yochid. Tzorach liyachid la'atzmai. We learned at length. That each and every person has to set aside for himself. L'kol apachas pamashavu. At least once a week. Zaman la'arichas cheshman ha'nefesh. Time to make a cheshman ha'nefesh. 
Shabayis Boynein Laatzmai Laafsiyas Ha'elam Hazeh The person should use that time to think about the Afsiyas the the nothingness of this world the Afsiyas the zero the zeroness Afsiyas of this world and how all the things of this world it's not Kedai to allow the things of this world to confuse us and to stare us and to remember and to keep to keep in perspective the Afsiyas the Havel Havalim the Narishkeim he calls man Adam as long as a person is bound to this world. Being bound to the world is not a question of whether you have a nice house and a yard. Being bound to it means that your that your emotional well being and that your happiness depends on these things. It's one thing it's one thing to have to have things in this world. It's another thing to need things of this world. I always tell the children, when they use that nusach that became very, very common, and I hear them saying, I need this out, I need this. I always say to them, the same that all of you say and will say, there's a difference between I would like something, that would be nice, and I need this. You don't need this. But we don't, thank God, we, we were never, we never came to a place in our lives where we really, where we really know what it means to need. What we need, and not what we want. Being kosher loyalim hazeh means not. It's not a matter of what you have. It's a question of what you need. It's never what you have. You could have a person who lives in in, in a palace like Shlomo Melech, but he doesn't need, he doesn't need even a one bedroom apartment. When you have a person that lives in a one-bedroom apartment, that he needs to have a palace like Shlomo It's not a question of, of. It's not a question of what you have. It's a question of whether you're kosher. How attached are you? How dependent are you? How dependent are you on your things, your things, your things, your house, your things? How dependent? How kosher are you? Because as long as a person is kosher, is bound and attached to this world. Again, this is not, he, in none of his writings is he from the anti Eilam Hazah brigade. He's not anti Eilam Hazah, he's not against this world. It's a question of, of perspective. Because Kolzman Shadam kosher Eilam Hazah. As long as a person is attached to Eilam Hazah, you can't really have inner quiet and tranquility. You can't have a sheket nafshi, a soulful nafshi sikhli. You can't really have that. Can't have a sheket nafshi sechli. Shekain sechli torud minyone haylam hazeh. Because your mind is preoccupied, even when you don't think that you're thinking, even when you think that you're just relaxing. Your mind is, your mind is racing from one thing to the to the next, and all different things of what you have to do and where you have to be and what you have to get and what you need. In this parak we're going to learn how can a person detach himself from this powerful and deep kesha that binds him to this world. How can we let go of this world? And letting go of the world to have to have peace of mind. To be able to have quiet. This is the hardest Nisayin that, that we're living with now. The hardest Nisayin. 
I was saying to somebody that the other day we were talking about looking at the Hanukkah candles. So someone said to me, I tried, but I don't know what, like, what am I supposed to do over there? And I sat, you know, you said something, I sat for five minutes, I don't know what to do. This is, a, this is what we're living in, such a thing. A person can't, a person doesn't know what to do. To, to be alone, to be able to, to be able to have sheket nafshi sichla. There's two of the letters on the dreidel are nafshi and sichla, nun and shin. That's the nice bottle for a person to have. To have sheket nafshi sichli is a nice bottle. Kash adam is yashev. When a person makes up his mind that he wants to go and spend a few minutes alone with HaKadosh Baruch He puts aside other things that he's busy with puts everything aside and he wants some time for his body to be alone with Hashem Baruch even a person who physically, and as far as what he has to do, he's taka free. He doesn't have to be anywhere or do anything. He doesn't have to be anywhere or do anything. He's pondering. He's off. But there are Usually, the thoughts in the brain, the hirurayalev, and the thoughts that that are constantly passing through the mind and the heart usually even though now it might be quiet it might be quiet and I don't have to do anything but the nature of a person is that the things that he was thinking about before continue to continue to move around in his brain you see how many times a person even when you dream which Chazal say that most of the dreams, most of the dreams are, are from the things that you think about during the day, in one way or the other. I mean, you didn't make have the full feature-length film, you know, that it seems to be in your dream, which is anyway just a moment. But things that a person, things that are constantly flashing across the screen, the big movie theater in your head, and all of a sudden a dream it could become like a whole Indian. It becomes a whole Indian in your head. So a person, a person, even when you have quiet, you don't, you don't always realize it. Even when it's quiet, the mind is torrid, is busy. It's very hard to come to inner tranquility, an inner calm. Roga, roga is like the word rega, and ragua means to be calm. Rega means to take a moment, to stop for a moment. That's the word rega. To be ragua means to stop, to stop something. There's a flow of thoughts in the head. To be able to say, "Must speak." It's enough. I don't want to think about that. That's that's called that's called to be ragua, to be calm. The It's very hard to to achieve this feeling of roiga pnimi and sheket and quiet. If a person does not have quiet, again, that's not to do with the noise in the house. Because not, we're not talking about a noisy place. It's quiet. But inside, there's turbulence. If there's no sheket, then his bainanus cannot be pure. And it can't be tsrufa. The zaka can't be pure and real. It can't be pure if there's static. If there's static in the brain, it can't be pure. Then his brain is, then the, then the meditation, the thinking about the Kaddish Baruch Hu, about the Cheshmer Nefesh, it can't be pure. There's static. There's tumult. And you won't be able to reach what you're trying to reach. So obviously, the first thing is to be able to to be able to reach this state of sheket nashi, of quiet. Reishis alein ladase. If I ketzer he had derech lagil sheket atzmi. What is the way to come to sheket atzmi, to personal internal sheket quiet? 
So that a person should be able to think about what's important and to be misbeining in the right way. The first Eitzah, very practical. Eitzah Rishonihi Shelo yava yeshirus mehamachshava Sheita nichnas El machshavas hezbardus Shachuva avayda The first thing he says, Rav Schwartz, is that in it's not this far That you shouldn't jump into His bainanus Of tshuva and Cheshman and nefesh, you don't jump into that The first has to be a Like a, you're landing You know, we're like always flying around You can't start off right away thinking about tshuva And Cheshman and nefesh you have to have a time like a decompression chamber. You have to sort of calm down first. You can't jump from noise, jump into thoughts of tshuva and tayra and changing and and so on. You don't do that. You don't do that. You don't jump into the toichen. You have to first empty out the brain. Not to make a new kind of noise, a religious noise. You first have to empty out the brain to clear it out, which is quiet. And if you're going to jump right away into cheshbonus, the Torah and Tefillah and Avodah and Mitzvahs, Masim Tovim, all kinds of nice things, then those machshavas of Torah and of Tefillah, those good thoughts, are going to be also tumult, and you're not going to change most of It's not going to maybe a little bit. It's not going to. It's not going to make a permanent really lasting difference because it's part of the tumult the ikir is to begin with quiet quiet the first 15 minutes just to sit quietly and rest that sounds nice just and I, I had to go some years ago. I, I think when I told you, I had to go for a um, what's the cool one they have now? It's not an X-ray. It's like in this big machine. MRI. Yeah, MRI. Right. I don't know if that stands for, but I had to go for that. There was something with whatever. I had to go. So ever since then, I, I I missed that so much. Not that I want to have to go to a doctor's places and stuff like that. I just found it so peaceful. The the, the technician said to me. She said, you know, you're not allowed to move. It was, it was in this whole thing. You're not allowed to move. Uh, and you have to be, I think it was 15 minutes. It was also 15 minutes. That you're not allowed to move at all. It's going to be totally black. And and um, and she said we, there are different things that they could, she could put on. Do I like the news? Do I like music? Do I like, what would I like to have? So I shouldn't move. So I said, oh, I'm looking forward to this for a long time. I just want, I'm just taking the regular. I don't want any, just the regular. I was so disappointed when they opened up my thing to take me out. Because it was such nice, quiet manuka. Most people have to be medicated to go in there. Really? Yeah, seriously. No, oh, yeah. Well, it could be the people who are afraid of being closed. Well, claustrophobic. Some, yeah, some people are claustrophobic. Some people are claustrophobic. Yeah, I have a lot of Mishagas, and that's not one of them, I don't mind. But, but that was like, I'm, this was years ago, but I, I came home and I said, oh, that was such a nice thing. Was, you know, was just, somebody actually told me that I'm not allowed to move or go anywhere. And and I, and I and it was just quiet. It was it was a machai, you know. And and a person has to have fifteen minutes. Yeah, you should Just sit quietly. Yenuach. Because you know what was so quiet about it? I felt so because I couldn't think about what I'm not doing. Because I had to go to the, I mean, the doctor told me that I have to do this. Because I had a mice or whatever, so I had to go do this. So no, that's a mitzvah that I have to, you know, you have to take care of that. And and there was nothing, there was nothing. I never had such a mitzvah like that. But the mitzvah was to rest, because my wife will tell you that whenever I'm resting, I feel like guilty and bad, and I don't feel happy when I'm resting. 
So and I don't whenever if, if, if you go someplace, I'm not resting. I just don't want. So this was like I had a mitzvah from the Torah not to do anything, just to be in this thing and to be quiet. It was such a pleasure. I didn't have to feel bad or anything. I felt like I'm doing a good thing. I'm doing what they told me to do, and there's a mitzvah to do. But that's that kind of quiet, just to have shaken. Not to think of Tyra, not to think of Tefillah, not to think of other Inyanim, not to think of the family, to think of this stuff. Now this is not don't get don't get carried away and think this is just like a vacation. He says not Stamis means it's not it's not just that you should have some time to, to have a break. Uh, that's not what this is about, to have rest. Although that will be very, very restful. It will be very restful. It's a wonderful, wonderful feeling. People who, who meditate and know about meditation know that it's, it's the best medicine in the world. It's the most wonderful medicine in the world. But that's not the tachlis, is that you should have some rest. The tachlis is that you're getting ready for cheshman nefesh. You're getting ready for his bodiness. You're getting ready for tshuva and for avayda. But in order to get ready, there has to be menucha, shekhet, and quieting. In order to get ready. It's not stop. Menucha. The arsh of la'atma ba'ifen shekhet ma'ayd. Shekhet ma'ayd. Shu miskainin umazma zatsma lezman shalchuva. The one thought that you can have during the 15 minutes of quiet and rest, the one thought that you can have is that I'm, I'm doing this in order to get ready, in order to prepare myself to be able to, to have a, a, a few moments of tshuva. I'm, I'm getting ready for that. So I'm, I'm being mazman myself. I was this quiet now, this 15 minutes. Is ahachon. It's not stam. Resting. It's, it's quieting myself down and emptying out my mind so that I should be able to fill it with, with thoughts that are real. After 15 minutes, when you feel a little bit calmer, some, to some degree, you've calmed down. Then you can begin to think some of the thoughts that you wanted to work on, some of the things that you wanted to work on. Things that you have to work on, what happened during the day, things that were good, things that were not so good. Kfisha Bianalel, as we were talking about in the earlier program, what the subjects the first can think of next page, Mchas. Achyeshna, Eitzanaisephus. There's another Eitzan. This is the one I was talking about that we're not going to feel comfortable with. Shetayalasa or Tayalta Kfula has a double advantage. It's a very Choshiva Eitza. Kfishi is Balakama. Adam Tsarach Lahargish, a person should try to feel during that time. A person should try to feel. It has to take 15 minutes. To think that perhaps this is my last day in the world. Perhaps this is my last day. Eventually that's going to be right. But perhaps this is my last day. Vim calls he says, but we're going to talk more about that. Why? What does that do? Vim calls us in the dresha zihius kedoylish amatzev zeh layavias adam l'day atzvus. But you have to be very careful that this thought of death and the possibility of it being my last day and there being nothing after this day that that shouldn't bring the person to sadness. There are some people he is obviously being cautious about this because there are some people who are not who would not have a healthy way of thinking about that and that could God forbid cause them to feel um, very um, shaken so it comes with this warning 
But obviously, if you're a person, we're going to talk much more about exactly what you're thinking about. Those who are familiar with the writings of the Yesh Kodesh of these know that he often returns to that subject in a very, very graphic detail, thinking about dying and being lowered into the grave and so on, and hearing the family saying Kaddish and crying. He's very, very graphic about it, as we find in a lot of the Sfarim. But it comes with a caution, a warning, that if you, that for, it's not for everybody. For some people, obviously there are people that come with different inyanim in their background, in their past, and it's not for everybody. But we know that it's something that Chazal taught us is very, very effective and very powerful. To remember the day of death, it's very powerful. It's that thing in the world that people are most afraid of, that people are most afraid of, that I don't talk about. Remember I once read somewhere that, that the second or third most popular subject of comedians is death. After Shmutz and other things, one of the other things, death is the most... But are they making jokes? It's a very serious thing. But that's exactly the point. It's so serious and scary that... The only way to, to deal with it is by laughing and making jokes. There's a beautiful song. I wouldn't, I'm not recommending it. It was something that I remember years ago that when we were growing up that, that we used to listen to we, meaning some of the Hever. We, we enjoyed the music of these two, these two Yidin that sang this. And, um, and one of the, there's a sentence about old men sit on a park bench like bookends. I don't know if you... I know what I'm talking about, but if you do, then you have the fortune of also hearing something very sweet. And and they invite you not to refer back to it. <laughs> but sit on a park bed, one of the sweetest songs I've ever heard in my life. We used to listen to it anyway. And it's talking about the old friend sitting on a park bench and quietly sharing the same fear. That sentence I've thought about a lot. Quietly sharing the same fear, the fear of death. Quietly sharing the same fear. They have that in common, the old friends. The old friends will talk about how, how, how odd it is to be suddenly, to have turned 70. And, and to, to be sitting lost in their overcoats. And I know the whole thing about heart, but I'm not going to, there's no, there's no point in impressing anybody with that. But, that sentence, quietly sharing the same fear. Quietly sharing the same fear. The fear of dying. And Chazal took that fear. Chazal took that fear and, and showed us that it's a very, very, it could be a very productive, healthy, and wonderful thought. Not scary and not morbid and not self-destructive, but very healthy. But obviously, with all of that, with a person who beats him is got it not well, it can be very, very dangerous. So one has to proceed with with caution. The person shouldn't come to be sad. It's just the opposite. There's nothing that's more liberating than that thought. Just the opposite. There is no thought that can be as conducive to simcha as the thought of death. Which, when we hear that, we say, what's that about? What do you mean by simcha? We're talking about the comedian? We're not talking about the comedian. We're not talking about jokes. Simcha is not... Simcha is not comedy. Simcha means joy. But the thought of death could be the most wonderful and joyous thought. It's the most liberating thought that a person can have. Because all of our Agnes Nefesh and all of our Tzavis come because of life. Not because of death. I would say that death is a Mechaya, but that's obviously a contradiction. <laughs> but but all of our aggravation has to do with has to do with paying bills and stuff, and it has to do with 
more complicated things than mortgages and bills. And all of the complications of life and the noise and commotion, the sadness, the anger, the bitterness, the disappointments are all a result of life in this world. A person, when a person dies, he's free of that. Death is death is freedom. But in order for a person to be able to be in that place, he has to first be willing to let go of this world, to to hold on less tightly to the world. One of the biggest muscles I ever had in my life was when I was years, many years ago. I was still a buck and it went to volunteer doing in a nursing home and there was a there was a person there that was that was come out not alive anymore and he was always screaming that someone took his money he had he said I had five dollars on the night table on my table and somebody stole it and I said we didn't do it we didn't do it he was screaming I'll tell you who took my money who took my money so I remember thinking, I, I remember I came home, I told my father to sell to you, screaming the whole time about his five dollars. So, I remember feeling so sad. My father and I were talking about it, how it's so sad. He has, he has only another day or two to live. And he's holding on to five dollars. It's like, can't let go of five dollars. That's how he's going to, that's how he's going to leave the world, screaming. Where's my five? That is such a thing to hold on to the world. To hold on to the world. And the person, only a person who loosens his grip on the world can experience and with a thought of not being in the world. But when a person is bound to the world, including family and friends and everything else, it's understandable. When a person is grip is very strong to this world then we understand the thought of death is terrifying it could be terrifying so the question now is how can we reach this how do we come to this she has burned in the zoo that this meditation of death this might be my last day in the world that this should come how is it that this should be a joyous feeling and thought not one that terrifies and debilitates us it's not sadness there is a more external right there get ready for this and to work on this and there's a more pneumistic I'm going to give one Eitzah that works on two levels it works on a chitzayinist more of an external level and more of a pneumist it will help us, this Eitzah will help us to come to that sheket, to that, to that inner tranquility and quiet and calm. And, and also this will help us that our avoida and tshuva that our thoughts of cheshman and nefesh and tshuva should be thoughts that are, are coming to us from a place of simcha and joy. Not of fear and not of sadness. First, before we get to the actual teichen of thinking about about this, after the fifteen minutes, after the fifteen quiet minutes, are you trying to menuche and quiet? After that, he's very careful of his words here. To hear a nigan, a song, to listen to music, 
from a pure source. That would exclude, you know, 98% of the Jewish, so-called Jewish music that's out there. And I'm not, I'm not providing a list of what's, what what could be considered a nigan mimkar tahar. I think that that there's a lot that, that a lot of, of the nigunim that you know and I know are not coming from a holy place, and the the intention of those nigunim is not anything holy. But there are Hashem, there's some wonderful, wonderful bali nigina, and there's some wonderful nigunim. And the nigun here doesn't have to be with words. The highest nigunim are the, are the nigunim that don't have lyrics. Just music. Just the music. Shayishma nigun memkar tahar kechalshan. You tend to try to listen to some music that's coming from a pure source. But to yourself to hum a nigun, to sing, to listen to something. Loi atzuv, not a sad nigan, not something that's going to make you sad. But on the other hand, like Tais says, Tais means not also not bubbly. Not, it's not, we're not talking about the chasna music here, obviously. El nigunim shel gaguen, nigunim of longing. We have Hashem, we have in our, we have in our repertoire of nigunim, beautiful, beautiful nigunim of gagum, of longing. Of longing, shalchuka, of yearning. Whatever each person has, each person. Any of you, any of you familiar with the Gunnar of Michal Shapiro, Michael Shapiro? Yeah. 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 Soviet Kolomen. Huh? Soviet Kolomen is coming to mind. Soviet Kolomen, right? That's amazing. And I, I mean, the first time that I heard that, you never even heard of Michal Shapir. How many of you heard of Lippe Schmelzer? Lippe Schmelzer, you heard He has a website now, Mark. I know, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's real told me. So, you heard of Lippe Schmelzer? He should be healthy and well. He's a happy little Jew, I hope. But that's sad that, that you heard of Lippe Schmelzer. You didn't hear of Michal Shapir. If you want, you can, Amina will tell you how to get onto the thing and then you could order, you could say that you're friends of mine and order from him the, the tapes. You understand what it means, Negunim of Gagum, but you have to listen to it a hundred times, not once. Negunim of Gagum, of longing, of yearning. Negunim shal Gagum, shal Tshuka. Negunim shabakaychem wa'iras hanesham. You can't get this in the store. You can't go. It's not, it's not in the stuff. It's not on shelves. It's not. There are no posters. I was driving in Brooklyn the other day, and they had, they had a big poster of some silly. They made a silly. Some guy, I'm sure he's a real nice guy, made some record. He calls it. Some, <laughs> I don't know what to make it. So this big thing, this guy with his yarmulke, you know. <laughs> I felt so embarrassed. I felt so embarrassed. I felt embarrassed for him. No? I'm saying he's a sweetheart. Looks so silly. He gave it just silly name. I don't know if it's a silly name for his album. And he, he's got that look that some silly producer must have told him to do some look. And he made stands there like, you know, like a mitzvah bracha that's uncomfortable. You know, how did that happen that some yeshiva bracha they made a poster of him and <clears throat> those are the ones you get in the stores you understand that I've seen before you can't get in the store there are no posters hello negunim shel gagum shel tshuka negunim shebekaych mo'iris and neshama to listen to negunim that have the kaych to be mo'iris than neshama to be mo'iris than neshama I had to listen to old, to listen to Majlis and the Gunam, Chabad and the Gunam. And the Gunam, Chabad and the Gunam. You have the Gunam that the Rebbe himself sings. You can get. They have, from Fabrangans, they have the Rebbe, the Bakshub is singing the Gunam. Tzoma Luchanavshi, Kamlucha Lusoy, the Rebbe is singing. Tzoma Luchanavshi. Thousands of people screaming at Koma Lecha Vesavon. 
Nagun. Nagun that, that that I grew up with is Nagun. Before the before the uh, the, the leapers and the rest of that stuff. <coughs> I don't mean anything against that Schmelzer and all the I just wish you'd do something else for a living. Yes, this these Nagunim have a tremendous koyach to to be ma'ira the neshama, to awaken the neshama. Yes, there's a a very great value and advantage to these Nagunim. Tremendous, tremendous to'elis. To'elis, a value, an advantage to using these Nagunim. Music is the most powerful thing. But the Fidah he said that that music, he said, is the pen of the heart. Kulmus halev. Like what the Sefer writes with is called the Kulmus. It's the pen of the heart. Anigin. When it's a nigan that comes from a place that's tahar, that's holy. A nigan that's unholy is the opposite. It's not only is there no mitzvah to listen to, it's a mitzvah not to listen to. It makes more noise. It doesn't quiet down. It makes more of a tumult. Go to the weddings now. You're sitting at the table with somebody you can't even talk, right? You know, you know what I'm saying. You're trying to scream to talk to the person. And the beat and the sound and the whole thing the floor shaking like God forbid like in a club or a disco or something like that you can't talk you can't think the music even if you turn it on low even if, even if the volume would be lowered it's noise making and Hashem. that's not the music that that's not music that that brings the quiet and tranquility it's music that causes a tumult makes a commotion it's music that's trying to prevent you from thinking we're talking here about music that helps you think. The vast majority of music nowadays is designed to prevent you from thinking. You shouldn't be able to think. That's why it's so popular. The Jewish ones, the Gershans, it's the same thing, the Gershans, the Jewish ones. That's why it's, it's, so, it's so popular. Because, the, because not, being, not being in a place of thinking. Not to think. Well, Misha Nisa Zeis, whoever has tried this, meaning 15 minutes quiet, Menucha, and then listening to the Gunam of Devekis, of Gagum, of Longing, Zeis Ivada, oh, Misha Nisa Zeis, I'm sorry, whoever has tried this, Yedea, knows, Ad Kamesh knows how much this helps, how powerful that is. Maya to what, what, how does it help? What's so, what's so special about this? Gracious to begin with. Yesh kuzet toelus the nakuda harishoyne shedibarnu. First of all, on a very practical level, it helps as far as the first thing that we were talking about is concerned. Shanigin mevi esadam lidei sheket nesuyam. That the nigin brings a person to a certain sheket. A nigin again, the right kind of a nigin, it brings to a, a, a feeling of tranquility, of quiet, of peace. You see that they use now, that they developed by the Goyim, something called music therapy. That they, there is such a Mahalach. I remember the first time I ever heard of this was many, many years ago, and I thought, what are you talking about? Was that music therapy? I don't know that. That was when it was just starting. But there is such an Indian to, to, to help a person, to help heal a person with, with music. That's how powerful music is. I've spoken about it many, many times over the years. It's not for now. It is a sheket nusuyim, the day margoa, a calm. The zehu kli l'shachver oisay me'amachshavus hakaidmais. Music is a very powerful tool in freeing your thoughts, in freeing your 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 brain from those thoughts that were surrounding it. Shesavavu oisay, from the thoughts that were surrounding your brain. The meshach hayyim, throughout the entire day. For all the things that were surrounding your brain, all the tumult, the noise that was in your brain throughout the day and throughout the entire week. The, the, the quiet and the music has a tremendous, tremendous kayak 
to free you from those machshavas. Yes, okay. In addition to that, B'tzurah Kazu, T'chilas Avaydas HaHezbein HaNeshalai, Yoyt says, Minikudas Simcha. Another advantage of the Negev. Another big advantage of listening to a Negev. And not like they do nowadays. You know, a person, they go on the iPod, and they're going back and forth, plus to a thousand Negev. I was just, we just had a Mesiba with the guys, and I was talking to them, he was singing a Stolen and Negev. By the, by the Mesiba. And, and I said to them, I remember when I, there was the, that I remember that time in my life there was a night that, that, that the fire was lit inside of me and I remember exactly and I, and I think about it many many times I remember back that, that there was a, a teacher a rabbi from Queens that, that took me and a friend the only ones that agreed that took a friend of mine so still a very close friends this friend it wasn't that so that he took my friend and I, I was 10 years old, so it's over 40 years ago. He took my friend and I to the Stalinabis Madrid in Williamsburg. It's a little bit, a little steep in Williamsburg. And, and there were only, there were only like, like, you know, 35, 40 people. But they were like, Hartzig, Hasidim. Like when we came in, you know, like, came in with our, you know, with our Kippasugas, you know, we came in with our, and, and they like swallowed us up with love. I can't even discover. I remember it so clearly how they took us into the circle, and we were dancing with them. And they were singing this again. That nigga, it's a beautiful nigga. And they sang it for two hours. That same nigga for two hours. So I never heard such a thing because you know you're American. You probably change channels. You change stations. <laughs> Now there's an iPod. It's like so fast. There's not even you could change albums like that. Man. You sit in the car. And you want it with a CD. It's all different. An iPod. You could have a thousand different nigunim, a thousand bal nigunim, and go back and forth. But the ik is the stick is to is to enter into a nigun. And I remember asking the rabbi. He was a stall in the chassid. I remember asking him. Like, when did I change the song? These guys. I mean, I like the nigun, but don't you? That's, that's like you know. One, they have one song, it's not much of a selection over here. So he looked at me and he says, that's, the, that's on purpose. That, that, that's not to go into Chitzayim, it's to go into Pneumius. And it seemed like in another world. I can remember people, I remember their faces. That's the ratio that made of me. I remember their faces of the people. I remember that made of me a ratio. I never saw such a thing. I never saw such a thing that people like they were in love. But I never saw such a thing in the in the, the Vegas and it was like a, ever since I'm looking for that again it already became a big thing and you know everything is it's hard to hold on to the Pneumius but that Stiebel that, that night I remember the Sukhas Beza Shoeva in Williamsburg the Stiebel and there wasn't there was no band there wasn't a band there was no band it's the guys I think there was one guy with a flute. And he didn't, he just took it out of his pocket and started. And it was just that, like, the whole oil on The whole oil on It's a niggin that a person has to enter into the niggin. So the advantage of this is also that Chilus Avaydas is minus Shalayetis Mikudis Simcha. A niggin is something which. A nigun is upbeat. A nigun is, again, I'm not talking about something sad. The music of the garden is, is mostly very, very, very sad and depressing. I once read an article about kids that listen to heavy metal and other stuff like that and the connection between that and suicide. The music is dark. There's a lot of the dark. They're into this stuff like gothic and dark and stuff and it's scary and nigun of Kedush is, is Mesameach so it's good because the Yavayd of his burnness is coming out it's starting with, with what? with a, with a Nakud of Simcha on a good note literally on a good note good note of music that it's starting in Nakud of Simcha okay 
it's it's a, it still is a chitzayinus because it's not related specifically to what you have to work on that moment of your life. But sof kol sof, there is a simcha, there's a joy of that nigan. and it's much it's better than nothing. This prepares you to come to a place of his bainus, mitarich raiga, with a calmness, to be calm, to be soft. Mitarich shalva, from quiet and peace. Mitarich nekudas simcha pnimis, and from a point of inner joy, to come into his bainus in a calm way. And a peaceful and a place of simcha, joy. Then you can start to work on these thoughts that we're going to talk about, not and I can get to right now, the Indian of Misa. Now it's the hardest thing to try to convey to children nowadays. Adults no the adults but the, the children. What it means to just quiet. It's quiet. Everything's a tumult. Everything's a tumult. And if I say to the children, let's just sit and quiet. So then they like everybody giggles and sits around like, what are we supposed to do? It's like it's, it's, it's something weird that daddy's doing. Just the quiet. The quiet. The quiet. You see nowadays everybody says, I'm bored. Kids always say, I'm bored. Little kids. I mean, it's, uh, especially there's no television. I'm bored. I'm bored. I wasn't allowed to say that in my house when I was a kid. It's one of those words that wasn't those off grounds, off limits to say I'm bored. And my father told me that if I ever make a mistake, or that my mother says that my city is bored, my father said, "Yeah, I have something for you to do." <laughs> and I had, I had kept me busy then for the next few hours. You bored? It's the whole thought. My father always said the thought that a person is bored. That he can't be alone with his machshavas. My father said, he can't tell you that a Jew have such a place to be bored. So my father said, think. Right? But to, to be able to have that quiet. So this is the general state that you bring yourself into with the quiet, the 15 minutes, the nigin, the simcha that comes with that, the peace that comes with that. But all of that is still the chitzayinus. That's just setting yourself and getting yourself ready. That's not, that's not yet, we're not there yet. That's just setting the mood. Getting the right atmosphere. Zun l'kudah chitzayinus. L'kudah pnimis. Umayyan l'kudah pnimis. Shetalavas adam kadeshi v'simcha. But what's the inner point? That you need to take with you. That can bring you to Gewaldige, Gewaldige Simcha. We're going to stop here because it's getting into that whole onion. We'll stop here and as Hashem will continue next time. Hashem will continue next time.